Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,458. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Guess where I am today? In Telford, in the Midlands, in the United Kingdom, with a very special guest by the name of Alan O'Neill. Alan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to go, mate. Ready to go. Really great to connect and uh, really looking forward to being part of the show. We're going to have some fun today. Now, before we get started, though, I always like to uh, break the ice by asking my guests to share one little thing that maybe people don't know about Alan O'Neill. Um, I struggled with this, so I hope you don't mind. There's, there's two things, both kind of relevant. Yeah. For the first one, I um, briefly held the world blindfolded land speed record. So um, blindfolded? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've driven at 184 miles an hour blindfolded. Whoa. That's uh, you know, in in some countries that you get a medal for it, but um, <laughs> yeah. I looked took the opportunity to part of the the package was to drive an F1 car. So yeah, I jumped at it, and in the practicing, we used a Mercedes Benz, and I hit 184 miles an hour and held the record for about 20 minutes. Wow. Well. Gnarly, yeah. gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, I had two guests on the show that were, uh, they set land speed records on motorcycles and they're both blind, uh, which yeah. is quite amazing. But uh, I've never heard of anybody with vision that is blindfolded themselves and wanted to drive that fast. Oh my gosh. And you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned another thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw it and, and it kind of, I was, you know, obviously taking this quite seriously and, and looking at your podcasts and some of the other guests you've had on. Um, and I see you've had two of the Stigs. And for those don't, who yes. don't know, there is a, a number of people who've, let's say, been in the white suit or the black suit as it was originally. And we, we did a um, or banger rally, which is where, you know, you buy a very cheap car and drive for, you know, two, three thousand miles all over the continent. And then when you get to your destination, you... Um, scrap the car and we decorated our car like the fred flintstone mobile and so i went into full character mode and uh, created fred stigstone and <laughs> nice he's he's not the stig he's the stig's neanderthal cousin um <laughs> wonderful yeah and so you know we, we kind of come up with it as in you know top gear some say he's the product of a relationship between an illegitimate relationship between his father and a velociraptor. <laughs> others say others say he's pedaled the Flintmobile round the Nurgrok ring in under seven minutes. He's not the Stig. He's the Stig's Neanderthal cousin. <laughs> I think we're going to have fun today, Alan. You've got a great sense of humor. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Well, let me give you an introduction here. and We'll dive into a very serious business that you're involved in, which I love. And that's what brought us together. Alan O'Neill is the founder and owner of SEU Motorsports, where their goal is to develop mechanics and engineers and not drivers. His seven-step process addresses the needs of the motorsports sector through bespoke qualifications, a 3D virtual learning environment, embracing inclusion, focusing on race series, specialty tools, race bay cabinet, and race 
trailers. Alan has been a high-performance driving instructor and coach since 2012 and driven in numerous race series and rallies, <laughs> and as Mr. Flintstone, too. He grew up around motorsports as a deep passion for engineering and works every day as SEU Motorsports to fill the much-needed pool of mechanics and engineers in the racing community. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little listen, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? Then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses or better yet, go to the Cars yeah website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. So, Alan, I would love to learn more about what drove you, excuse the pun, but it work here, into what you're doing at SCU, because that's what brought us together. I found you and I went, what this guy's doing is very unique. It's very different. I've had many drivers, coaches on the show, people that are mentors to racers, but you're looking at the very important part of the team that keeps the car and the driver safe and on the track. So how did this all evolve? Well, like I say, and you, you picked it up in the bio, I've been around motorsports since probably seven, eight years old, various levels. And I had the opportunity in 2010, I saw this uh, job advertised at a local college, come teach motorsport engineering. So I applied, got the job, walked into it thinking this is going to be absolutely brilliant. But when I got there, it, it wasn't. And I used to find myself saying to my students, this is what you do to pass the qualification but this is how you do it when you go and work with a race team. And really, those two things should be together. So you kind of get frustrated. And, you know, the college I, that I worked at were really good. I can't you know, fault them. They provided us with money. We built race cars, took the students out racing, 
obviously that's an opportunity for me to to race but also give something back for you know for them um developing experience and skills and we started to get the feedback from the students that they were learning more from actually building the race cars prepping the race cars and all kind of aspects that weren't part of the qualification part of the curriculum so we tried to talk to the awarding bodies and they didn't really see the need to change so i I suppose i got this idea that i could do a better job so i left we set up scu motorsport um and the rest is history really you know we're developing a qualification writing our own qualification meets the needs of the motorsport sector we've spoken to a lot of teams like race teams in touring cars formula four porsche carrera european le mans world endurance to find out what they need and the program is going to consist of qualification 3d virtual learning environment new learning methodologies and then obviously we're designing our own race car based on we're taking the styling cues off your wonderful f22 raptor so it's going to be really (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a really sexy car. And the whole program is, as you've said, based around learning rather than developing drivers. The, the, the strap line is we're, you know, we're focused on training mechanics and engineers and not drivers. You know, this whole thing is very cool to me. And I'm wondering, is it the same over in the UK and Europe as it has become here in the US? Is finding people to work at career, I'm not going to call them jobs, careers in this area. You know, in the U.S., we call it blue collar, but I I think it's, I like to refer to it as the new collar jobs because of what colleges have cost and things are just out of control and student debt is just obscene. Is that the same over there as well? Is that this has become a challenge, but now I think young people are starting, even people in their middle of their careers that hate what they're doing are realizing these are real career opportunities. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the things that we found is that STEM, and I don't know whether... Yeah, STEM uh, is used over here, sure. Yeah, yeah. So there is a lot of work goes into, you, you know, developing STEM. What we found is that for some reason, the, the uh, and, and it's at the core of what we do, we found that neurodiverse learners, which coincidentally make better engineers, are uh, disadvantaged by the current education approach and so we'd already identified that you know we need to make the learning more exciting more engaging but make it accessible so that's one of our key drivers we're developing learning and assessment methodologies that will support neurodiverse learners so that's kind of one of one of the uh, the aims but what we found is the schools are kind of looking at um it, it's it's a quirk of the uk education system where they have a thing called sats and that's how the, the schools are graded and, and if the students are not going to uh, you know achieve the correct levels they try and get them off the books and they'll send them to a college at 14 and do what you know a hands-on course and you know the message is well you know you're not going to achieve your your maths and english at the so go and do engineering or go and do motor vehicle you only need to use your hands so first of all that sends a message to the individuals that go and do it that they're not achievers right but also engineer the engineers or, or the individuals who are good so I say well i'm not going to do engineering because it's only for people who are non-achievers and there is a major major shortage of engineers across the whole piece aerospace automotive 
structural and there needs to be a change and and, it, and it's quite funny that one of the things we found out during the research phase was that universities were having students turn up to do programs like formal students and they've never actually picked a spanner up so they don't understand the design envelope and so they'll happily jump on a CAD machine design a component that looks great but first of all it can't be manufactured or if it can be little Tommy little Jenny who's in the pits needs to fit adjust yeah, needs to be able to get to it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah you, you've hit the nail on the head. So, yeah. you know, we knew it was a big problem in the States. We've spoken to quite a lot of people. We understand that, you know, ed tech, uh, I think it's called, has become more prevalent and, and a move back towards the practical side. And we're now seeing this on um, a lot of the degree programs. And our program was originally only going to be at sort of college level and i know there's a difference between you know what we class as a college and what you know in the states is class as a college but um as you say the blue collar the 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 guys who want to work on these cars set them up prep them the guys you see in nascar who run out change the tires fuel the cars you know and the same with indy you know these are they're, they're great uh, you know the, the skill sets they need are not being taught uh, and that's what we aim to do. And, nice. you know, it is, you know, there is people out there that want to do that. They don't want to go to university and have a degree. Or if they do, it, it kind of the practical side enhances that. And we've seen that with universities over here in the UK. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, you've touched on a lot of things that I think are spot on in so many ways. And, tr- and determining somebody's future at age 14 what? Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. I remember, uh, you know, my, my wife graduated the engineering degree, mechanical mm. engineering. I worked in civil engineering. And when she was quite young, she was very shy. And um, one of her teachers said, you know, you're really good in math. And she said, I am. No one's ever said that to me. And that launched her, that those words from that teacher launched her down a path of mathematics. She was a straight A student, learned mathematics in college, graduated with a degree, went into a career to this day. Her fun, her idea of fun is doing math puzzles. I'm like, Ugh, not for me. But uh, yeah, but if a teacher hadn't, she's always said, if that teacher had not said that, even back mm-hmm. in those days... I'm not going to age her, dear. She'll hopefully she's not listening <laughs> right now. Is uh, you know they wouldn't they wouldn't even steer a woman in down that path because it no. was you know man's world as they say. So yeah, what a shame. Well, I, I love what you're doing, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show because what you are doing is noble, wonderful business, and you think of the lives that you're going to change for people that would never have the opportunity and wouldn't even realize this is an opportunity because yeah. of so many aspects. So it's this is brilliant. I'm wondering if you've had in your life a, what I like to call a driving inspiration, a mentor or someone that was very helpful, influential in helping you succeed. My father was very, very inspirational to me. He was very driven. He always did things to even 97% wasn't good enough for him. He ha- it had to be <laughs> 10 out of 10, 100%. So he, he's been an inspiration and, and uh, you know, unfortunately he passed away in 2002 and he's never seen uh, any of my major achievements like building race cars, achieving my master's degree and obviously teaching, which, you know, he was um, kind of was strong um, in his thoughts. Uh, and I, I'm just hoping he'd be 
proud. Oh, I'm sure he would be. <laughs> I don't think you yeah. need to hope about that. Well, I mean, I think the, the inspiration for what we're doing now with SCU Motorsport is the students that I taught. We, we were at an inner city college, you know, very, very deprived. And to see the faces of the students when they, they come in and it's like, yep, we're going to build a race car. And it's like, what? And, you know, we got them involved building race cars, play, place a lot of onus on them to think for themselves, to even down to, you know, selecting which race series we went in, interpreting the regulations, ordering the, the bits to build the car, got them involved in the whole process. And this is, as I said earlier, one of the things where they say they're learning more from that than that they ever did from the curriculum. Oh, of course. You know, a lot of these students gave up their own personal time. You know, we, we had the curriculum, but then they'd come back in the evenings, weekends, and um, they would kind of give up their time to be part of, of this program. So they were very engaged. I think it's the right yeah, word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Committed, it, it, committed, engaged, because it was something that they found a passion for, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we, we supported that. But there is one guy who, who stands out in particular. He'd had a, you know, he confided in me, he had a really tough life and he ended up in prison um and thought his life was over and he and he came out wanted to go to college try and rebuild it and he he's a mature student and he said to me he never ever thought he'd be at a racetrack Mm. at a race meeting he'd always wanted to be involved in motorsport and you know he was absolutely fantastic really great guy and yeah what we want to do is build the the program or you know the business to a level where i can offer him a job and, and have him working for us because he is an amazing guy and whenever i get kind of you know and it has been you know we'll talk about it more it's been a it's been very challenging even to get the project to where we are now and sometimes there's times when you you kind of sit there and think this is too big Sure. And I just think of the smile, you know, from, from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from him and, and him saying, you know, how much he enjoyed it. And you think, yeah, how many other people is that like that out there who we can potentially help? So, yeah. Wow. Uh, inspirational. Awesome. And those are the rewards when you're w- working on very challenging things mm. like you are. So so let's uh, migrate into this challenge question. Can you share one that has been a big one for you and what it's taught you? Well, Getting SCU Motorsport to where it is at the moment has been probably the biggest challenge of my life. I can't say I've failed yet um, because we are still making progress. Mm -hmm. It isn't where we want it to be. You know, when you think about the size of the project to design a car that's specifically focused on uh, education, developing regulations to ensure parity, you know, supporting research and development, uh, the qualification, talking to all the, the, the companies to make sure we're meeting what, what they want. When you talk to some of the leading industry experts and they're saying, wow, this is just what's needed. Wow, that's going to solve the problem. That's fantastic. It's going to support the longevity of the sport. It's going to promote inclusion. You kind of wonder why we don't get any more support. Mm-hmm. it's frustrating we've spoken to the education system they don't want to change we know there's politics involved some of the teams they're struggling to find mechanics and engineers but they don't want us to sort of come up with a means of um providing that interesting well <laughs> it's they, they are if we do it in a certain way yeah that yeah. doesn't so it, it's you know i'm not i'm not going to sort of you know throw stones point fingers it has been difficult 
as I said earlier, the, the, the qualifications are rated very, very low. You know, there's two mainstream qualifications and they're rated one and a half and two and a half out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's a big tap. Yeah. And people say to me, you know, why don't you just do X? Why don't you just do Y? And you, you kind of sit and think, yeah, it will be a lot easier. Um, yes, I would be able to achieve it. But it's like sticking a, uh, you know, putting a, a sticking plaster over a gaping wound. <laughs> you know, yes. it needs. Uh, and so it's a challenge. We'll keep on going. We're starting to get traction. Um, we've even had interest from a number of organizations in in the USA. Uh, and, you know, the long-term plan is we, we want to make this available to every country that wants to adopt it. Uh, and then we're going to have a World Cup shootout. And that means oh, like cool. the top two top two teams from every country meeting and will rotate around the world so first year it could be uk second year it could be the states or india or china you know and the you know we've got interest from you know many countries um america obviously india china australia italy all you know saying how do we get involved we've got a good outline plan we've got to deliver now yeah, so, well, it's you know you're uh, on the forefront of something different, and new, and that's that's the hardest place to be. I, I, I've always said that if you want something that you've never had, especially when you're creating something new, you have to do something you've never done before. And it sounds like that's what you're what you're doing here. So my hats off to you. You just got to stick with it, you. and I have no doubt thank that you will succeed. Which, which leads me to a bucket list question: of where or do you see yourself in the future here with all of this? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we've spoken quite a lot about SCU Motorsport. And, and for me, I, I will judge it as a success. Yes, obviously, if we get to the first first stage, which is having the race series and the education program running in the UK. Mm-hmm. But for me, the success will be when um, I'm kind of sat maybe at Silverstone or in America and we're sort of looking and saying, right, you know, we've got all these individual countries here at this fantastic circuit, all these education establishments, and we're running the World Cup shootout. And I think that's the, you know, yeah. what I, you know, so. I, you know, I was just thinking out loud here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Listening to what you're saying, I would assume you've thought of this. But one of the things that I've thought about as listening to you is reaching out to potential sponsors for you to help support you in this. Specifically, when you think about what you're training for people to do, there are tools, literal tools they need in their hands. You mentioned a spanner, but there's tools. Yeah. I'm wondering if you've had any success or thought about reaching out to major manufacturers that your careers would support them in them buying the tools, literal tools that they use to get them on board as sponsors for what you're doing. Uh, yes, is the answer. Okay, uh, I figured you had. <laughs> I will. I will maintain my professionalism. There is two quite large American companies who produce the specialist um, equipment mm-hmm. for what we call chassis setup. Ah, we've spoken to. Um, what can I say? There doesn't seem to be traction at the moment. We've spoken to a number of hand tool companies. We're moving towards filming the. Uh, a proof of concept using augmented reality. Ah. Uh, we've got a car which you know you can feature on the website. We'll get your logos on, um, and you know we want we would like to be able to sort of you know embed within the the whole program someone like a large tool manufacturer, both specialist tools and hand tools. Right. And 
so when you've got the virtual um, element, that could be a digital version of, let's say, you know, ABC company, spanner, torque wrench, whatever it is, and it's featured across the whole world. And that's why we've kind of, I've got my own tools that I can use. We could use them in the augmented reality, but we have been trying to get support from you know, certain companies. Yeah. Well, again, I would guess because you're you're in the forefront of something different here that's maybe a hard thing for some to understand and see that vision yeah. down the road. And there's therein lies your challenge is showing that vision Absolutely. so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, keep knocking on those doors. Keep at it. Sometimes a no today is a maybe tomorrow is a yes the next day. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, too. How about a special vehicle in your life? Uh, I have a feeling there's got to be one, and it's probably something that goes very fast on the track. Yeah, it does. And, and and for me, it's, again, I hope you don't mind, I've taken a sort of, I call it a near miss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my absolute favorite car is the Catron 7. Ooh. I almost owned one. Um, I paid the full deposit, and for work reasons i had to cancel but to me that is and i'd still have one now when obviously when we make the company a success catering is top of my bucket list and i used to say to my students because they are fantastic cars and i used to say to um yeah my students uh, a, lot, a lot of them would be oh yeah you know you should we should get a nissan gtr or and i said no it's just a computer on wheels mm. and you know they make bad drivers think they're good you know there's so much invention <laughs> yeah yeah and whereas the caterham you know your traction control is your right foot yeah. your abs is your right foot and your stability control is your bum <laughs> and it's, they are you know and it's one of those cars and i've driven quite a few of them um and i've got you know there's a memory that sticks in my mind but it's one of these cars you drive at 50 miles an hour well within the speed limit but you think you're probably doing double that. And you've just got that sense. I I can't say, um, you know, the wind blowing through my hair because I don't have any, but um, (laughs) me neither. (laughs) No, well, so, but it's, it's just a fantastic kind of hockey rocket. And I I was doing some work when I was doing my degree at a graduate placement with um, Rover cars, sadly no longer with us. Um, And there was a collaboration between Caterham and Rover and they, they were using the K-series engine, and they'd mated it to a 6B gearbox. So it really was a pocket rocket. And the their chief engineer said, right, you know, go on, you can drive it. And we went out, and there's a, a road close to the old Longbridge factory, dual carriageway. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were going fairly quickly, um, and we saw this BMW M3. And he, he got a fair lick, and, and Steve, who's the um, you know chief engineer, said, Go on, go for it. So I put my foot down and it just started going and it carried on going and it really did carry on going. And we went past this BMW M3 at 130 miles an hour. Oh, wow. And I always remember the the, the kind of look of the driver because he he was got his, his elbow on the, you know, resting on the, um, on the, the top door of the door. Sill, yeah. And he kind of looked over to the right and we were obviously a lot, lot lower than him. You know, he's kind of catering right. him. Know, you, your um, you, your listeners don't know the catering. You kind of laid out flat. You virtually, you know, your legs right in front of you. You're very low to the ground. Right. And he sort of he, he did a double take, and we went flying past him. <laughs> no oh kidding. my god! And and we were gone. And, oh um, my gosh! Yeah, yeah. It was a great. And fun. it's just one of those things. Yeah, I'd say I'd have a catering any day. Yeah, great fun cars. 
Well, speaking of that, I'm going to play car psychologist and crawl into your skull a little bit here. If you were reincarnated or reincarnated or manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why? This took a lot of thinking about. And I, I, <laughs> Good. I, for me, I'd have to be a Tucker torpedo. Oh, my gosh. And, and okay. <laughs> we, you know, your listeners have never probably heard of it. Oh, but. no. They've heard of it. Yeah, we got, we've got we got some very knowledgeable car people listening <laughs> to this show. Tucker Torpedo. In fact, I've had the great, I think it was the great-grandson, uh, Sean Tucker, on the show of uh, Mr. Yeah, Preston yeah. Tucker. Yeah, and they actually yeah. built one of those cars. I, I mean, I can remember seeing, and, and I've been a pet, you know, petrol head all my life I, I can remember you know as a teenager going to watch the the movie with uh, jeff bridges and and it, it, it was just fantastic to get an understanding of what preston tucker wanted to do and it's it's almost become a metaphor for what we're doing you know he'd got some great ideas um the, the cars you know the, the the product that he produced was much better than what was out there but for whatever reason, political reasons, it didn't happen. And, and like I say, we, we, we kind of feel that's so it's become a metaphor. And I, I was thinking about this and it, and, it, and it kind of, you know, what we're trying to be is innovative, creative, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, make changes that are, are for the better. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be a, the Tucker Torpedo. Nice, nice way to put all that. You put some good thought to that. And I appreciate that. That's a tough question for many people. You know, I look at what you're doing in many ways as giving back and helping other people. I mean, that's what you're really all about. Is that how you view your business and what your, your achievements and goals are? Yeah, it is. When I was teaching, a lot of people say I got a lot of benefit from obviously we needed a driver in the car. I, I was a license holder. I'd raced before. So I did get benefit. So there was direct. But then, you know, obviously there's times I gave up my weekends and I'd take these students to go and work with semi-professional teams. And I was there as a kind of advisor, mentor, and guardian for them. And, you know, it was giving my time. I'd make arrangements for the transport, pick them up, take them there, make sure they were fed, make sure they got somewhere to stay and made sure they got the, the kind of experience that they needed. And it, it's, that's always been my philosophy. And it was something my father always told me. It was, um, you know, if you can do something to help someone, it kind of comes around. It might be a day when, you know, one of these people you've helped you're struggling and they will come and help you. And, and that's how I've always viewed things. Yes, I know I did get some benefits from um, the racing, but I, I, I also felt that I gave a lot, a lot more um, to them. And, and that's how we're, we're doing it with SCU Motorsport, where, you know, we've had a number of very senior business executives say we should be a community interest company. We should be a charity. We should be. But ultimately, we're, you know, I say this, I love motorsport. I want motorsport to grow. I don't want it to contract, which, you know, if you think you lose mechanics and they're unable to replace them, that's what's going to happen with the sport. So, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it and we will carry on, you know, pushing till we succeed. There you go. Awesome. How about great books? I love to hear my guests <laughs> suggest great books. Do you have a few for us? Um, yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I think probably surprise a lot of people, any of the Winnie the Pooh books. I, I love, <laughs> nice. I love Winnie the Pooh. He's got a, such a great philosophy on life and it, and it's simplistic. And if you look, and if everybody kind of followed that approach, I think the world would be a much, much better. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then, you know, being, I suppose more seriously, 
Sir Ranulph Hines. I I read his book when I was a teenager, Living Dangerously. Mm. He's an amazing man, and and he kind of he is in, inspirational. And and I don't want to kind of um, take anything away from the book, or you know, people really need to to have a read of it. The book Living Dangerously. It, it kind of covers his life, his philosophy. You know, the not a lot of people know it, he didn't accept convention. He challenged. He pushed. And he, he's, he's kind of, it's it stayed with me all my life. People, you know, in the past, people will say, you know, who's been an inspiration for you? Sir Reynolds Hines. Yeah. Great recommendation. So let's go on the ultimate drive here. I'm a bit of an enabler when it comes to this. You know the drill. Car, people, places. What does it look yeah. like for you? Probably, again, another unusual choice. I would go for Henry Ford. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Some of his quotes are absolutely amazing. One of my favorite quotes by by henry ford was the you know if you stop learning you 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 know you you don't actually um stay still you actually start going backwards mm, yeah. um but yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to go um you know with henry ford and i think you know if, if it's going to be a you know a road trip it's got to be something ford related so i'd go for an ac cobra oh my gosh the, okay with the uh 427 cubic inch twin turbochargers and uh it'd have to be me me driving that's probably again another one of my favorite cars but just to sort of drive probably somewhere like highway one plenty of places to stop and just sit down have a coffee with him and and you know talk about his inspiration the business the way he set the business up how he approaches things um you know, and I, I tell him that, you know, the, the philosophy of our, you know, SCU motorsport is based on one of his quotes. You know, he he said, if I'd have asked people what they wanted, they would have just, you know, said faster horses. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, he says customers can easily describe a problem, but don't always, you know, the problem is to get somewhere faster, but they don't come up with a solution that is, you know, maybe workable. And I think that's what, what we're doing. Uh, and it kind of, that's the reason why we're not duplicating the um, existing education approach. We're, we're breaking it down and starting again and coming up with a solution that's going to work. Well, nice way to tie into my last question here, and that is a parting success quote, words of wisdom or advice. And we'll, we'll add that to your list. If you have another one, I'm, I'm open to it. But if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, Henry Ford. I love it. I love it. How about from you? I, I think, it, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier. It, it'll be the quote from my father. You know, he said, if you can help someone now, do it, as there may be a time in the future when, you know, you need help, and that person will hopefully turn around and help you. And and that sort of resonates with me. You know, people, you know, people have asked me, why did you do that? And, you know, I said, because I can. Uh, you know, I help people. And, Hopefully someday people will be in a position or, you know, if someone adopts that same philosophy, someone will come to, come to me and say, Alan, I want to help you. We make a success of the business and then we can perhaps help them. There you go. How can people learn more about SCU Motorsports? Okay. So, well, you've, you've obviously uh, had a look at the website. Yes. Um, yeah, we've got the website, www.scumotorsport.co.uk. Um or find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the, you, you know, we do a lot of social media. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter or, well, it's called X now, isn't it? Um, yeah. And Instagram. But, you know, we, we kind of view 
LinkedIn as being a more professional, business-focused platform. So you can find me as Alan O'Neill or SCU Motorsport has a page. So um, both offer messaging um, options. And, and you know, if people want more details, feel free to contact me. There you go. Reach out to Alan. This program is absolutely spectacular. Wish you the best success. And I want to thank you for taking time out to be with me today and share what you're doing because it's really, really noble, important work. So my hat's off to you and uh, all your brilliant success in the future. Until you and I talk again, Alan, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, looking forward to it. So keep on taking the bends. I love it. I love it. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Carsia are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!